Hello, welcome to another episode of our podcast. And today I want to talk to you and share what happened in the Garden of Eden in Genesis chapter 3. A lot of people may not know this, but the Garden of Eden was actually not a physical garden as people think. The Garden of Eden firstly, Eden means the presence of God. Eden was like a temple in the sense that it was the presence of God. It was a place God made for Adam so that he and him could have fellowship. Adam and God could have fellowship in the garden. Eden was that place of God's presence. The garden was a place that was made, carved out for man. So the garden was a place of meeting. Man would meet with God in the garden. Man would do what God told him to do, which was to tend and keep the garden. And you have to understand this, that if you if you look to Proverbs chapter 4, where a similar command was given as that which was given in Genesis chapter 2, when God told him to keep and to dress the garden. In chapter 4 of the book of Proverbs, God said, Guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Out of it are the issues of life. In this garden, in this place, are the issues. If you read chapter 2, it goes on to tell us about the four rivers. tells us about the four rivers from the garden from Eden flowed these rivers out of it are the issues of life the forces of life it flows from the garden it flows from your heart it's a guard your heart with all diligence same thing he told Adam keep it keep it guard it don't let anything in that would corrupt the garden, that would corrupt your heart. So God was telling Adam to keep his heart, as he is telling us today to keep our hearts and not let things get in there. And just like the serpent was able to corrupt the garden with his lies, so also is he doing today by giving you information that corrupts you the bible calls it the doctrines of demons the doctrines of devils these are corrupting information that this 
devil brings to us trying to get those information into our hearts into the garden once he can bring his lies in there he will corrupt the garden and so we have to guard our hearts today we have to guard our hearts today we are born again the garden of eden has been returned to us now we have righteousness again at the spirit level so we have to guard our hearts we have to guard our hearts we have to be sure to keep and tend the garden our hearts we have to protect what we allow into our hearts our minds we have to be careful what we allow in there and we have to make sure to search ask god to search us to see if there's anything there that would corrupt us or is corrupting us so we need to know this we need to know this because letting the serpent in is what causes the fall of man you you see the same way when you allow that idea to get to your mind and you begin to think on it meditate on it soon enough it will take a hold of you at your mind level in your mind and it will cause you to act in a certain way it will cause you to speak ill-advisedly it will cause you to say the wrong things over your life that's what it does that's what it does you have to be careful not to allow the serpent in how does the serpent come in i'll tell you it comes in through words and thoughts words and thoughts remember demons and evil spirits are spirits so they are not physical beings so what do they do they transmit thoughts into your mind into your mind the thought gets into your mind and what happens if you allow it and you don't reject those thoughts it will stay there it will abide there and it will cause destruction slowly it will begin to influence your mind influence your thoughts your belief system and cause you to speak according to its nature until you speak and influence your world on the outside and things begin to go according to the plans of the devil so you have to understand something that the plan of god was to make man perfect the plan of god was to make man perfect god's plan was to make man perfect but he has done that what is in the spirit realm what is god saying you have to guard your heart that's your responsibility and if you check out the old, in the new testament you know you must have heard this prayer before and god shall garrison your minds you will you will build an edge around your mind and you will keep it but there's something 
we have to pray we have to live in peace we have to make certain things happen on our part we have to do our part for god to do his part you can't lean on your flesh you can't look to your flesh that's why it tells us lean not your own understanding but let god guide you when he guides you he will guard you he will protect you but you have to allow him he won't force himself on you you want god to perhaps protect your mind you have to do your part you have to let him you have to invite him in so the mind the mind the garden part is the mind eden is the place where god met with man but the garden part was the interface between the spirit realm and the physical world from which flows the rivers of life so who's supposed to guard your heart you can't go and be in conversations that will corrupt your mind and you think you could get away with it it might seem so I mean, if you get out of a conversation that will corrupt your mind in time, yeah, minimal damage. You could recover from that easily. But if you stay long enough until you buy into the idea, until you buy into the ideal, until you buy into their thoughts, until you buy into their program, then you have become part of them. They are able to control you. They have their thoughts in you. Because now you are thinking like they are doing, that they are controlling you. You may think they are not, but they are. Do you agree with them? Yeah, if you agree with them, then they they are controlling. Because that thought didn't come from you, it came from them. So if you buy into their thinking and you imbibe their thoughts in you, they control you. You're going to think like them, then you're going to speak like them. And once you start speaking, it's going to affect you. That's the truth. So you have to learn to guard your hearts. You have to learn to keep the serpent away. So how did the serpent corrupt man? True words. What did he say? Genesis chapter 3. It says, let me read it to you. Genesis chapter 3 from verse 1. I'm sure you must have read it many times before. So let's just look at it again. Let's just see how the devil did it then and still doing it now. It says, And the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden god had said ye shall not eat of it neither shall ye touch it lest you die and the serpent sent said unto the woman you shall not surely die that was a lie that was a lie so you see how he he brought a lie into the garden and she believed it eventually because we read uh if you read further 
in verse 6 he says and when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat did you see that it was a thought she should have rejected it she should have kept it out because God told them keep and keep and dress the garden it was their responsibility to keep out the serpent they had authority over the serpents because God gave them dominion over all things that he had made so they had the authority to tell the serpent to keep out but the serpent came in such a way as to appeal to pride lust and selfishness so he did that and she accepted it and she got her husband to do the same and that's how they lost out and how is he doing it today it's going to bring a thought to you you see the different ideologies the isms capitalism communism socialism materialism all these isms all these ideologies that people are touting they are just the poison of the devil is the serpent the serpent is in charge of all religions you have to get this he is in charge all the religions of the world came from the serpents because he has to he has to find a way to institutionalize his lies and get people to believe these lies and control their minds and disseminate his lies and get others to buy into it then it becomes from generation to generation to generation and everybody believes these lies to the point that they don't question it and it's just acceptable acceptable norm in society you just join something then you start practicing it i mean for example people pray they don't receive answers then they want they, nobody ever questions it there's a spirit over them that causes them to do these things so the serpent needs you to believe his lies in order for him to control you. So he came in, he brought a lie into the garden. So you have to keep the lies out. How are you going to keep a lie out or lies out if you don't know the truth? This is why you study the scripture. This is why the Holy Ghost was given to us to lead us into all truth because truth protects you from lies. But you must accept the truth in order for you not to be a victim of deception. If you have accepted the spirit of truth, it will protect you from deception, from lies. You would know that somebody is lying. If you are committed to truth, you would know that someone is lying. You would know. It's a spirit. It's not about the logic of what is said. It is a spirit. That's what it is. That's what it is. So, how are you going to protect yourself from lies if you don't know the truth? You are not even acquainted with the truth. Have you meditated on the truth? Have you surrendered to the truth? Have you fellowshiped with the Holy Ghost and is leading you 
to all truths from one level of revelation to another level of revelation from one glory to another from faith to faith you need to be acquainted with truth or else listen those who do not love the truth or have the love of the truth and they won't accept the truth and when they do accept the truth they will not be set free from the deception they will fall into further deception and that's what's going to happen that's what's happening now it's going to reach a point that people are going to be totally deceived to the point of taking the name of the beast the mark of the beast onto themselves and become one with the with the beast and when that happens they are lost forever a strong delusion would come to them in order for them to choose a lie to believe a lie that's exactly how it's going to play out people would be deceived into believing the lie and you see what did god do the same thing he has done like forever what did he do he always sees ahead the calamity the tragedy that is coming ahead what does he do he warns you beforehand he tells you to do certain things he guides you so that you don't become a victim of what is coming ahead which is as a result of what men have done and they are going to reap what they sow so god provides a way of escape for you if you would receive the truth if you don't receive the truth what happens is this the word of god will be rejected by you it will be rejected that's the thing praise the lord hallelujah so if you don't want to become a victim of the deception you have to be acquainted with the truth you have to receive the truth and have a love for the truth your love for the truth the love you have for the truth will keep you from deception the truth is a person so when you received christ you have received the truth he says i am the way the truth and the life that's what he said i am the way the truth and the life so if you received christ you would not be deceived that's why he said he said if it were possible the elect would be deceived if it were possible letting us know how great the deception was going to be but because they are the elect they have embraced the truth they will be kept from the deception they have embraced the truth firstly it sets them free secondly it makes them free at the same time and so they don't fall into the deception of the enemy but to not fall into the deception of the enemy to not buy into the lies of satan you have to know the truth it's not just about quotes you as you must have observed people can be very wrong and be quoting scriptures to back it up so that doesn't tell you who is right or wrong you have to have the very very spirit of truth in your heart who will tell you this is wrong have you ever experienced something like uh you're looking at something and it's okay it seems 
a good thing i mean you can't find any fault in it there's but something in your heart you know the holy ghost in you just said no there's something not right about this and you can't you can't put your finger on it you don't know you don't know it looks good it looks okay on the surface i mean you you've done your investigation and everything looks good like, like a business deal you're about to sign the papers that's what you're about to do and you just it doesn't just feel right you just hear there's a caution in your spirit. Don't do it. Don't sign. That's the spirit of truth warning you. The spirit of truth warns you. You just know in your heart, this is wrong. I shouldn't do this. If I sign this, it's going to be trouble. You just know. You are using your spiritual senses to know a lie. I mean, all the words they quote, they say, they speak, the documents in front of you looks legit, might even be legit. But God says, look, legally, this is cool. Morally, it's not bad. Everybody seems to benefit from it. But there's danger that none of you can see ahead if you go ahead with this deal. And like an obedient child, what did you do? You don't sign. Why? Because you know. Because of the truth in you. The spirit of truth in you. Let me put it this. Let me say something to you. If, listen. How do people get possessed or influenced by demons? I'll tell you. You see, you have to understand that even you, you are a spirit demons evil spirits uh, are spirits god himself is a spirit so how do they possess people you see i've said this before you know when spirits speak you can't hear it with your physical ears it comes to you as a thought in your mind the same word that is spoken and when you receive it and want to speak it you know what it sounds like in your mind you know the word you want to use but you have to speak it and when you speak it it comes out as sound vibration it carries the same energy as it does in your mind and in the spirit realm do you understand so when demons want to influence somebody, they release thoughts into your mind, into your garden. When you when you know the truth, when you are acquainted with the truth, you reject those thoughts. You don't bring them in. It's like a knock on the door. And you open it and you see a parcel. And the enemy wants you to bring it into your house. But if you don't allow it in you keep you i mean you don't bring it in as they wanted it won't do the work they want it to do so demons send you thoughts you will take ownership of those thoughts and make them yours and begin to think those thoughts then once you they, you begin to think those thoughts it releases the power embedded within it if it is for evil it begins to influence you that's how demons actually get into people's lives through thoughts they are projected usually it is fear that comes first 
Same thing on the good side. How do you get the spirit of truth inside of you? It comes from studying the word of God. God can speak to you, yes, but if you read the Bible, you find the words of God there, the thoughts of God written there. When you believe it and you meditate on it, you are you are taking ownership of it and you are now making it yours. You are now making it a part of your system. Just like when you eat food, you process the food for the energy inside, the nutrients inside. Thoughts of God, the words of God, and you meditate you interact with it you bring it in until you you get all the necessary energy in the world which is rema if the rema is in the logos you walk you meditate on the logos until you get rema out of it and the rema is the energy that powers you your spirit that's what happens that's what happens so for the truth to work with you automatically you have to make it a part of you you have to consume the word of god you have to consume the truth it can't just it can't just be you heard and you caught it but it is it is on the outside you have not brought it in so the same way you eat food and it becomes a part of you after digesting it same way you bring in the truth which is communicated to us through words and thoughts of God which we find in the Bible okay so when you con- when you meditate you work on it you interact with it you speak it you act on it you are processing the word to give you rema to give you energy when you do that, it becomes a part of you. You are covered with the fragrance of truth. It repels the lies. It repels the lies. It forms a, a faith shield, a force field around you. You are so into the word of God. It has become a shield around you to guard your hearts, guard your mind with all diligence when the lies are coming from the enemy you know it is a lie you reject it then you don't even think it you you say no your mind just it just bounces off you of the force field of the faith shield that has formed as a result of your believing the word of god digesting it and making it your speaking it until it forms a you know a shield around you bible talks about the shield of faith that's how you get it done how does the word of god become an element same way how does it become a a a boot to cover your leg same way how does it become a sword of the spirit same way how is it a breastplate of righteousness same way so you have to process the word until the fragrance of it is everywhere i mean you know there are certain foods if you hit them now what happens I mean, people smell it on you. Yeah. Like garlic. You eat garlic, it smells on you. It smells in your breath. So you have to process the word of God until you extract rema out of it. You extract the nutrients. You extract 
the energy which is actually what you need that's exactly what you need and that's what you speak over your life so you have to guard your heart you have to form a faith shield a force field in the spirit over your heart over your mind so as to keep the lies of the serpent out many of you that are chased by uh, serpents you are seeing serpents listen to me it's just lies serpent when you see serpents it usually means lies when you are attacked by serpents they are sending lies to you yeah that's what it is what's your what's your protection shield of faith how do you form it by the word of god that's what happens that's what happens so you have to protect your heart by forming a shield with the word of god not the logos really but working on the logos till you get rema which is pure energy that powers your engine which is your heart because your heart listen your heart is the one is the one that contains the power that's that's where the power is because you're a spirit you are pure power in case you don't know what power is like an engine it needs fuel it needs fuel it needs petrol it needs gasoline it needs gas it needs diesel to power it just because a truck is not fueled no gasoline nothing in it no diesel in it you can see it doesn't have power it, it it is a very powerful machine powerful truck but it won't run without fuel so what do you do you fuel it same thing with you if you don't put fuel in you won't do the things jesus said you would do even though he has built you to do those things just like you have uh, the manufacturers built the truck maybe 600 horsepower uh so 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 you know it can carry this much it can drive this much it can go at this speed it has specifications you have specifications so those things you see written in the bible first corinthians chapter 12 12 scriptures first corinthians chapter 14 you find different gifts and abilities and offices there yeah but you need to power these machines in order for them to be effective everyone that is born again is mighty is a superpower but if you don't have the fuel you can't see the result no matter how fast the car is if there's no fuel it won't move same thing with you you are very powerful but you need fuel to power your shield of faith to power the breastplate of righteousness to power the element of salvation to power the boots of the preparation of the gospel of peace we need this i mean you charge your phone you fuel your cars but have you fueled your spirits have you fueled your heart that's a big question you need to ask yourself and then get the answer if the answer is no then you need to learn how to fuel your machine different weapons you have praise the lord so 
this is what we are talking about the shield how to keep the serpent out many of the problems you are having is because the enemy has so many ways to you you have to learn about those ways block them cast out the devil of course and keep them out they are very they are very trickish you, you read what the Bible says in Genesis chapter 3 verse 1. He said, Now the serpent was more subtle, cunning, than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. That's what he's talking about. The guy is trickish. The only way you can escape, the only way you will not fall for deception is to have the spirit of truth. Not just quoting scriptures, not just knowing the scriptures. You must have the person, Jesus himself, Yeshua, in you, not just in your brain where you can quote, but in your spirit and in your mind, your soul. So when you hear Christians doing so many spiritual exercises, this is the reason. They may not know that's why they are doing it, but they want power. They, you see, let me say something. You have power. You don't lack power. What you want is energy. Energy. That which works the machine, works the power. You are designed. You are a powerhouse yourself. But you need fuel to power yourself. So if you are not eating the word of God, listening to the word of God, doing spiritual exercises that will help you break down the word until it becomes Rema, from Logos to Rema, so as to power you. Are you going to manifest? Do you remember in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, Paul said, look, I didn't come to you with persuasive words of man's wisdom, but I came with you to you, the manifestation of the Spirit and of power. I, I came to show you, not according to the wisdom of men, so that your faith will not lie in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. You are a powerful person because you are born again. But you need to fill your, fill yourself up. Fill up. You know? You need this. Otherwise, you may not be different from somebody that doesn't believe. I mean, what's the use of a Ferrari that doesn't have fuel in it? <laughs> what do you think? I mean, the, the, the slowest car would beat it. I mean, the car is parked. It's not moving anywhere. So the slowest car would just ride by it. Does it make it... Does it mean that the, the slow car maybe it beats... It, does it mean it's more powerful than the Ferrari? No. But it's beating the Ferrari because the Ferrari is not fueled. But the Volkswagen is fueled. And it's moving slow, but it's moving. In Proverbs, a living dog is better than a dead lion. A fueled Volkswagen will get you somewhere than a Ferrari that is not fueled. So never think you don't have power. Power is not your problem. You are built with power. It's part of you. It's not something you get afterwards. It's what you are built with. But you need to power it. You need to put fuel in it. So you can do the things the Bible says you can do. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Healing the sick is not difficult for you. You are, He said, those who believe shall heal the sick. They shall raise the dead. So this is what you can do. This is what you can do. Another thing from above, apart from fueling the engine 
is to avoid what will slow down the engine or make the engine not work, which is what lies. They were built okay. The serpent came with a lie and made them to doubt who they are. So they didn't lack fuel in the garden, but the devil now brought something and introduced a lie. Once they believed the lie, it messed up with their system. That's what happened. So if you as a Christian are not doing what you should be doing, then you are you either you don't know the truth, which exposes you, and or you have also believed the lie. So you can't do that. So get acquainted with the truth. Study the Bible. Get to know. Don't read it once in a while. Read it every day. You eat every day, don't you? So why are you not feeding your spirit every day? A day does not go by that you don't charge your phone. Mm-hmm. So why are you failing to charge your spirit? Why are you failing to interact and fellowship with the word of God? Why are you doing that? No matter how powerful a lion is, if a lion does not eat for a month, it can't kill anything. It will be dead. It will slowly die. Hunger would kill it. Lack of fuel. No matter how great you are as a Christian, as great as God has built you, if you don't fuel up, you can't do much. You won't totally lack energy. You may not just have enough to do all that you are supposed to do. Because even as you are listening to me, it's pure nutrient if you believe it. Believing means you receive it, you believe you take it in. I mean, you have to eat the food. You can reject the food, but you can also eat the food. So that's your choice. God has provided. Bible says he gives seed to the sower and gives bread to the eater. So you have food for energy, whether spiritually or even physically. So please guard your heart. It's very important. Don't joke with this. It's too important. Very important. Very, very, very important. Too important for you to joke with. Don't mess with this stuff. Stop being a, stop stop cowering to the devil. The devil is like a mouse to you, you being a lion. He should be afraid, not you. He sees you. Do you know the devil sees your power? He sees how strong you are. But he knows that you don't have any fuel. So he's just, just gonna come there and just, you know, mess with you and all that. But you fuel up, oh my goodness, he will run. Oh yeah, he would run. Your eyes blazing. Your whole body radiating with glory. Fill up and keep out the lies. You will see how powerful God has made you. So let me pray for you. Father, we thank you for those who have heard this. In the mighty name of Jesus, they are doing well. I thank you for the word they have heard today. We will not stand against them, but for them. It will move them into action. Give them a compelling reason to read the word, meditate on the word. Be curious about the word. Be in love with the word. Accept the word. Accept the spirit of the word. The spirit of truth which has been given to us, which is the Holy Ghost. Father, we thank you. But this is their story. This is their experience. This is their testimony in Jesus' name. And if you are finding yourself feeling weak and you don't want to study the word and all of that, that could be because of a serpent bite, spiritual serpent. So it slows down the system. So I pray right now that anything that is in your system causing you 
to not want to study the word of God, to not want to fellowship with God, with his word, with his spirit, with the brethren, in pure, righteous fellowship. I cast it out of you right now. I command the fire and the Holy Ghost to burn every poison in your system and remove it totally out of you. Be infused with divine energy right now, directly by my words. I release divine energy into you right now and strengthen you and empower you right now in Jesus' name. Be empowered against poverty. Be empowered against sickness. Be empowered against lies. Be empowered against the system of this world. Be empowered against darkness. Shine as light against the darkness. Yes, live in prosperity. Live prosperously against the poverty. Live in divine health against sickness and disease and poor health in Jesus' name. God bless you. Have a great life. Thank you. I love you. Bye.